Welcome to the Christian Ministries Church Podcast. We're glad you've joined us to listen to a message from our pastor, Ashley Ellison. We believe God's Word is powerful and that it can be applied to our lives so that we may live victoriously. Let's join Pastor Ashley now as he shares the Word with us. Well, thank you for being in church today. I want to jump right in to what God has laid on my heart today. Uh, there, there was a, a gentleman who wrote a story. His name was Halford E. Luck. And I, I want to read you some of what he said. He said, one night at dinner, a man who had spent many summers in Maine fascinated his companions by telling of his experiences in a little town named Flagstaff. The town was to be flooded as part of a large lake for which a dam was being built. In the months before it was to be flooded, all improvements and repairs in the whole town were stopped. What was the use of painting a house if it were to be covered with water in six months? Why repair anything when the whole village was to be wiped out? So week by week, the whole town began to be in disorder, trash everywhere. People quit paying attention to anything to make things look good. And he added by way of explanation, and I want you to hear this. Where there is no faith in the future, there is no power or hope in the present. I've, I've read this story different years at Christmas because I think it's a really important concept that we have to understand. Where there is no faith in the future, there's no power or hope in the present. And I just, I don't know, it just seems like the longer I live, the more I see God's people acting like they don't have any power and they don't have any hope. Well, I can tell you that's always a result of no faith in your future. And so today, surprise, I want to talk about Jesus. I mentioned that when we were having prayer over our services, and they said, it would be a good thing to talk about in church. And it would. I, I, I mean, we can sit here and talk and talk and talk, but I'm just telling you, Jesus is the whole reason that we're here today. If you're here for another reason, I hope I can introduce you to him because he's worth it. He's way more worth it than your friends that you came to see today or maybe even the friend that invited you. Jesus is worth it. Jesus, I want you to know, is faith in the future. See, it's because of him. It's more difficult every day to see what's happening in our society because we're watching people act like we're just doomed. And what I'm here to tell you is we're not doomed. Come on. We have Jesus. Therefore, we can have faith in our future. And if you have faith in your future, then you can have hope and you can have power in your present. I'm preaching at the beginning, then I'm going to teach and then I'm going to preach again. As Christians, we should have faith in our future. We should, I'm just telling you. When you quit thinking you have a future, you don't. You lose all hope. And, and your power's gone. And so I want to encourage you. It's the, the first part of December. It's getting to the mid part of December. Christmas is coming. And, and what I can tell you is this ought to be the greatest time to be excited about our future and the faith that we have in Jesus for our future, because even the heathens are recognizing him right now. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, everywhere you turn, there's symbolic meaning behind everything that you watch. It's, it's exciting. 
And, and so even though we don't see it very often, I believe if we, God's people, will stand and proclaim him and operate with faith in him, we can start to see power and hope in our lives and for those that are around us. Not based on what you're seeing in the natural, but based on who is in the supernatural that impacts the natural. Everyone seems to be getting info from someone. Everyone seems to be getting information from someone or something. A news source, your friend, your spouse, someone is feeding information into you. I mean, there was a day in time where you could get by without having information fed into you. If you have a phone, you have information being fed into you. I mean, it's just all the time. And whatever you're talking about seems to come up with more information about it just as you're scrolling through. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. Everybody, they are listening to you. I don't know who they are, but... Somehow or another, there's information that continues to come. And here's what I can tell you. I get, I get information a lot from a lot of different people. Sometimes it comes through the mail, and I don't even know who these people are, but they send letters to pastors all the time in the mail telling us about something, things, something that's going on, things to watch out for, things that... You don't want to mess up in teaching your congregation. I'm, I, I get a plethora of stuff that comes on my desk about what I need to know. I, I have walked up to the front doors of the church several times, and there is something taped on our door that someone has left because they want us to get some information. just happened here a couple weeks ago. I, I'm, I'm asked quite often when I'm in conversation Pastor, what do you think about this? What do you think? And I usually get asked that after they've told me what they think. And so then I'm faced with, okay, do I oppose what they just said? Or do I just agree with what they say? And I've come to a place that I'm just saying, you know what? You may be exactly right. Because you're talking about something that has not come to pass yet. And it may be exactly what's going on. You're talking about information that may have happened, may have not happened. And what I can tell you is, you may be right. That's just what I, I've, you, if you've talked to me and you've heard me say that, it's a calculated response. I'm just telling you. I've thought this through and, and to try to argue a point and try to change someone's thinking when they have an information highway that's downloading into them a certain thought, I I just always say you may be right, but you know what? The common denominator that we do have is Jesus and the Word. And if you can back this up based on the Word, I, I, I'm going to be more, more in agreement, if you will, with what's being said. See, my hope and my future are not in what someone thinks. You, you really need to hear that start this this teaching out. I preached at the beginning just a little bit. Your hope, your power, and your future should not be in what someone thinks. And if you came to church just to get what pastor thinks about this, I will fail you. You need to be seeking what God says. See, Jesus is a whole new perspective in life 
that allows you not to get caught up on what everybody else thinks about this. I'm operating on what someone else thinks. Well, I'm just telling you that someone will end up letting you down and what they think will let you down. I'm not giving up any hope because I don't place my trust and faith in what someone thinks. And I get inundated with what people think. You can't turn your phone on and not hear someone having a thought about life and how you ought to think about it. And so I'm watching God's people get hurt, get frustrated, because they're placing their hope, faith, and trust in an information highway, and whatever part of that highway you're letting download into you, and then you're going, okay, now I don't know what I'm going to do now. No faith in what is to come gives you no hope for your future. I'm not putting my faith in the wrong thing. And I want you to get that from the beginning because be careful that what you're placing your faith in is producing power and hope. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's a, just a good indicator. If you're, if you're believing that a flood's coming and going to wipe everything out, you probably get to a point, well, what's it matter to take care of anything? See, if everything's going to be destroyed in your whole life, then what faith is there in your future to produce power and hope in your today? We've got to always be careful that we're lining our lives up with the Word. Because if not, life and your faith in just what you see will produce death for you. Jesus is faith for your future. Isaiah 9, verse 6. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders. I love this. And he will be called, or his royal title will be, it says in some translations, mighty, mighty, wonderful, everlasting prince. I mean, all of these titles that has been given in the Old Testament to who is coming, who now we know came, and we have accepted into our hearts and lives, wonderful counselor, mighty God, I'm just telling you, everlasting father, prince of peace. Everlasting father means that there is hope for a future, everlasting. Yes, yes. Prince of peace. Boy, I'm telling you, my life just messed up. Well, let me introduce you to prince of peace. That's right. So I, I just don't know what to do. Do you know who the wonderful counselor is? So we aren't left not knowing. Well, I just don't have any power. Well, mighty God says that you do. See, my, I've got a title with who I claim is inside of who I am, that is not just giving me heaven. It's giving me counsel for today. It's giving me power for today. It's giving me mighty power. It's giving me, it's giving me peace, and it's giving me hope for a future. Yes, sir. That's my whole message, and now I'm going to talk about it a little more. I actually went from preaching to teaching and then preaching again. Did you hear that? that was, that's what I just did. Let's start with Wonderful Counselor for just a second. Wonderful Counselor in the Hebrew means Pele. And it's a very interesting word, and I practice saying it so I wouldn't mess it up, Pele. And that may be a little bit on the uh, hillbilly side, but that's the way I heard it. So Pele in Hebrew. Pele in Hebrew is the word for wonderful. Now, if you break down some synonyms for this word, it means 
wonder. It means marvel, to marvel in. Extraordinary, and I like this one, a hard-to-understand thing. It's hard to understand because it's so wonderful. I, I just, it's that wonderful part before counselor, Pele is, I, I just can't even get it. It's so good. It's so awesome. And then you get to counselor, which is yawats in Hebrew. And it means to advise, to consult, to give counsel, to to have purpose, to devise a plan, to lead, to guide. So if you're in life, what I can tell you is better than you can understand counsel is available for you. Better than you can comprehend a plan for your life is available for you. I don't know what to do. Wonderful counselor will tell you. See, without Jesus, you don't have an option of what do we do now. But with Jesus... You have wonderful, this is what we do now. You have marvelous, you have extraordinary, hard to understand things. See, he will reveal a truth in your situation. He'll be able to show you what you need to know. He will be able to show you how to do way better than YouTube. Now, there are some things we can use YouTube for. But I can tell you, the Bible is better than YouTube. This morning... Can we just for a moment concentrate on Jesus being born to us, a child born to us, a son given to us, the government is on his shoulders, so everything that wants to govern our lives is on his shoulders, so he paid for it all, so he could be for you a wonderful counselor, a prince of peace, a mighty God. So are you following what I'm saying? That, that is who Jesus is and what's available. So today I want to encourage you. Faith in your future, Jesus, will give someone here today, this is what I believe and was praying for this morning, faith in Jesus. If I can just get you to see some things about Jesus this morning and you can start having faith in a future because of him, I'm telling you, it will produce in your life as you leave here, it'll give you some hope when you have seemed hopeless and it'll give you some power where you've just seemed defeated. And that is my goal for today's message is for you to leave here with some hope and some power. But I'm telling you, if you don't get faith in Jesus, none of that happens for you. So I'll give you three things today, three reasons to place your faith in Jesus. Three reasons. We've already talked about one, so I guess you could say four, but I'm going to give you three reasons based on who Jesus is and what he came to do and why we're celebrating Christmas because he made life available of faith for a future. And one of the things, like I said, this isn't one that I've got in the four or in the three, but one of them is hope and power. But you got to get faith first. So here's the three reasons to place your faith. Number one, He's available to us. He's available. See, you can't place your faith in something that's unavailable. But he's available. He's not hiding from you. He is there and available for you. Here's the second one. So I'll give you one, two, three. The second reason to place your faith in him is he came with answers to you and I's problems. He came with answers. He came, oh, I just don't know. I just don't know what the, I don't know what to do. 
He came with answers. So therefore, if he has the answers and we have faith in him, then those answers become ours. So that's another good reason to have some faith in him. And the third one is he gave us assurance of hope. You can be assured. You can be assured. He gave us assurance. Number one, God became available to us. He became a personal God. He has time. We have a high priest available. We have the top the top of all available intimately and directly to us. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. He became a personal God. He's, he's very, very, very by name with us. Here a couple weeks ago, um, we were finishing the Names of God series on Wednesday night, and Melanie talked about Emmanuel, God with us. And if you didn't hear that, this is basically the first point. You need to go back and listen to that message. Jesus, Jehovah, has, became, has become our Savior. You always have a knowledge. You always have a way of knowledge. You always have access. You always do. Well, I just don't know. I'm so far away. If I walked into church, lightning would strike. I, I know people say that, but what I'm telling you is you act like he's going to be closer when you walk in here than he's available outside of here. And he's available all the time. So if you were going to get struck walking in here, you'd have got struck before you got here. I mean, we just don't think about this because he's always available. There's a word that I like, and, and a lot of people don't use this word because all these words are, are big, but omniscient. That means knowing everything. The, the name counselor speaks of his wisdom. And when we speak of God's wisdom that's available for us, you're talking about someone who is omniscient. He knows everything. So as soon as you think you're hiding something from him, you've left the presence of him. Because Jesus knows everything. You're not hiding anything from him. He knows everything. So when you're going to him and trying to explain your situation, he's going, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. He may not say that. He's going to be polite and listen to you. But you're sitting here explaining, and he knows. He knows everything. He knew what you were going to pray before you prayed it. That doesn't mean you don't have to pray it. It just means he knew it. So what, you know wisdom is available because God is with us and he is wisdom. It's that easy. But you know when wisdom is worthless? You know when wisdom does you no good? When it's not available. And when you don't have faith and trust and hope in Jesus, then you have left wisdom unavailable for you. And you're trying to get something for your situation, and wisdom is worthless when it's not available. Here's the thing. Jesus is always available. So you always have wisdom available. Well, I just need some wisdom here. You have that available. That's who Jesus is. You know when wisdom is also worthless? When it can't be applied to your life. And I'm watching a lot of people in our world operate in no wisdom. And I can tell you when they're operating in no wisdom, I can just replace the word wisdom with Jesus and say they're operating with no Jesus. Because wisdom is available because he is with us. He is with us. He is always with us and available. Jesus... It, is wisdom 
And wisdom is worthless when it cannot be applied to your life. And the only reason it couldn't be applied is when you reject what he's made applicable. Another reason Jesus became available is so we can have an example of what attitude to have. Boy, I'm just telling you, attitude is a big deal. It just really is. You can shut someone down real quick with a bad attitude. And you can motivate someone with the right attitude. Well, what's the Bible have to say about an attitude? Well, Philippians 2, Philippians 2 verse 5 says you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he didn't think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. So he faced the same struggles, trials, situations that we face on a day-to-day basis, and he did it with a Jesus attitude. Guess what? You can too. You can too. Luke chapter 2, verse 7. He came to us in a manger. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. His birth then announced the shepherds in verse 8 of Luke chapter 2. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby rack snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. And then it goes on to say that wise men came to worship him. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About the time some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw a star as it rose and we have come to worship him. Boy, I'm telling you, a lot of people in that day and age that had what we would call God wisdom saw God's wisdom in the birth of Jesus. And I want you to know, when you're not celebrating Christmas, you're not celebrating the wisdom that became available to you. He came to make himself available to us. Christmas should be the greatest, greatest time for you to recognize that he came and he is available. Faith in your future should produce hope and power in your present. You know, during his ministry, as you read scripture, Jesus was always available. He was available to children. He was available to adults. Matthew 9, verse 14, let the children come to me, don't stop them. He was available to the rich. He was available to the poor. He was available to each one of them in scripture. And what I'm telling you is he's available to you and I today. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. He's always available. Last night, I, I was laying in bed, and sometimes this just happens. I, I just feel like all of a sudden I, I get woke up. And I don't know if it's from the person who sleeps beside me or not, but I, I won't. It may have been that, but I don't remember. I just remember waking up. And I woke up last night, and God downloaded some things in me that I just was, I had been thinking about and I've been praying about, and just, 
Why it was in the middle of the night, I don't know, but it, it did. I just laid there, and God just woke me up, and I was just like, wow, I need it. I, that's good. That's good. I'm glad I thought of that. And I was like, you didn't think of that. God downloaded that in you when you were zipping it. Sometimes that's the only time that God can get my attention. It's the only time I'm not saying anything. And all of a sudden, he just downloaded some things in me. And what I'm telling you is last night, it was just like I'm getting ready to preach this morning. He said, hey, I want you to know I don't sleep. I'm available. And if you ever wake up and you're like, oh, I just can't sleep, do you know he's available? Some of my wonderful, most wonderful conversations I have is just laying in bed when it's pitch black, peaceful, quiet, and I just lay there and I'm like, okay, my mind is just being, it's like there's a download. It's not from a phone. It's not an information highway. It's direct from the Spirit of God, right? What I want you to know, if you go, well, I never have that time, just try. When you're in bed asleep and you're trying to, when you get up in the morning, at some point there needs to be a quietness for God to download because he's available, but you're not taking time for him to download. Jesus came, and he's available to you and I. Here's my second point. He came with answers to our problems. Most people have problems. I mean, come on. We have problems, we have needs, we have something going on in our life. Praise God that he has the answers to what those are. And I have talked to a lot of you, and I know your testimonies. I know a lot of your testimonies. And God just showed up supernaturally and gave you an answer that you've been seeking. And I didn't know how that was going to happen. I didn't know what was going to take place. I, just, I didn't know, but I've been believing God. And all of a sudden, there was an answer to your problem. Just, just like that. Come on, anybody testify where you've been there? Yeah. Just an answer. I, I don't know, but he's the answer to our problems. You saw those hands. Most people that are alive and breathing have something. And what I'm telling you is don't give up hope for your present because you should have faith in a future. And God has your future. He gives you answers all the time. I mean, there are just times where I'd just like to give a little chewing to somebody who just waited on me or who was checking me out. No, I don't mean checking me out like, I'm talking about in line. I saw some of the looks, yeah. You're standing in line and you're checking out. And you're like, come on, can you just be happy? Can you put a smile on your face? Can you do something? I mean, Jesus has some answers for your attitude. Jesus has some answers for your facial expressions. I know that you can watch people and know that they've got problems. Jesus had answers for the religious leaders in the temple. Even when you think you know it all, Jesus has answers you don't know it all. They were amazed by his answers. He had answers for Nicodemus. The ruler of the Jews, Nicodemus, said, how are these things possible? Jesus said, it's possible only by your belief in me. He had answers for his critics. If God gave you authority, prove it. He said, destroy this temple, and in three days I'll rise. I'll raise it up. He has answers about eternity. Come on, there's promise for this life, but there's promise for the next life. 
John chapter 14, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust in me. Jesus said, there's more than enough room in my father's home. If this weren't so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you when everything is ready? And it's not yet because you're still breathing. But when everything's ready, I'm going to come and get you so that you'll always be with me where I am. And you know the way to where I'm going. Thomas, of course, no, we don't, Lord. Lord, we don't know. We have no idea where you're going. How could, come on, we got a lot of Thomases. I don't have a clue, God. I don't know anything. You sit here and say we know, but we, I just, we don't know. And Jesus said, hey, wait. And here's what we can all know if that's you. I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father. No one comes to the afterlife except through me. No one comes to your next season. See, you can decide where you want to spend eternity but you only get to make that decision because of what he did. Right. Yep. He made a way. You can make a choice, but he made the way available for you. You need to know Jesus is the way. Come on, church, aren't you glad he's available? Aren't you glad he has the answers? And for those of you that are glad, I'm at point number three. Here we go. <laughs> Jesus, he came with assurance. I, I, anybody grow up with the old hymns of the church? When you see, hear the word assurance, it's a church word, right? It's a hymn word to me. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a taste of glory divine. Air of salvation, purchase of God. He paid for it. Born of his spirit, washed in his this is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior. All the day long. Some of y'all had that old song in church. He's our assurance. He is our assurance. Story after story in the Word to prove this. You, you just read the Gospels. in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And, and story after story, there's always assurance of a hope. There's always a, Come on in life, there's always assurance of a hope. Not enough food. Just a few fish and loaves. Come on, it's okay. Jesus is here. Need wine for the wedding. Hey, it's okay. Jesus is here. You need some living water? It's all right. Jesus is here. My brother has been dead for three days. It's been day. It's okay. Jesus is here. My son's in need of a miracle. It's okay. Jesus is here. A woman with issue of blood. It's okay. Jesus is here. Come on. There's assurance. The man is paralyzed, doesn't know what to do. It's okay. Jesus is here. You're blind and you can't see. It's okay. Jesus is here. There's an unclean spirit. I don't know what I'm... It's okay. Jesus is here. My mother-in-law has a fever. It's okay. Jesus Jesus is here. The, the world is going to do this. You can't talk. I can't do it. Jesus, come on, church. Jesus is here. Yeah, yeah. There's assurance today. Yeah. 
There is not a situation too bleak that he can't fix and that he can't intervene. No problem too difficult for him to solve. He reaches out to those who have no hope, gives them faith in the future so they can have power in the hope for today. Are y'all getting this today? It's important that we know that he offers hope to you and I. In concluding this message this morning, and I'm going to have Melanie come, this Christmas we celebrate more than a miracle birth. This virgin-born young lady, our Savior was born to, he came and gave us answers for questions that we didn't have the answer to. Thank you for being part of our podcast today. You'll find more online messages from Christian Ministries Church, as well as location information on our website at cmchurch.net. There's a place for you at Christian Ministries Church, where it's more than a church, it's family.